So, yes, boutique projects, especially the ones in prime locations, do carry very, very good investment returns. Of course. In some cases, much higher than what you would expect to get as a return from these all singing, all dancing, large scale mass developments, compounds with sales offices and with a lot of marketing tools at their disposal. Hello there, um, welcome to yet another episode of Straight Talk at uh, Istanbul. Uh, s s stop smiling. At our uh, Istanbul, well, well you can smile, but uh, not in a smirky way. Uh, at our Istanbul offices with Alaaddin Kilic, um, the CEO of Property Turkey, CEO being Chief Entertainment Officer of right. Property Turkey. That's there you go, Alatin. Over to you. The CEO. Well, th thank you, Cameron. Not a Dave. bad opening, was it? That that was a great opening, my friend. So I guess you have some questions to ask me today. Have you? I do. I do have some questions. Have to your ask American you. accent going a little bit? And I can't. I can't British. do an American try, accent. Try, try, try. You opened up. So we. we I really can't. I, I'm not talented in that. In, in in these types of things, mate. I can't. I can't do an American Shall accent. Shall I? But you can you my, you um, are the font of all talent, so you can you can you can pick okay a, a decent British accent here. All right, I am pretty ready for this amazing episode in this beautiful Istanbul day. So uh, fire! All right then. So today we're going to be talking about we're going to be giving some hints, some tips as to um, <clears throat> the best segments to invest in Istanbul real estate. Segments is in any way you cut it, really. But um, let's see what Aladdin would say. But can you please, first of all, give a, an executive summary, so to speak, and right. then we can we can we can dive into the details of each and every segment. Right. Well. Yes. Let me tell you this, Cameron. After being many many years operating in this amazing and beautiful industry that is called Turkish real estate industry, I have been around the block and um you know accumulated some I information don't talk like that. and yeah I'm, I'm, I'm just trying my best okay don't rapture me I'm, I'm just trying my best so I, i'd say our clients to look out for definitely boutique projects that's boutique projects. that's number one uh projects that are the developers of which who they don't know how to market a project uh another category would be um uh, urban regeneration Urban regeneration. Urban regeneration. <laughs> Urban regeneration. Yeah. Um, that's that's definitely another topic, and um, and some of resale options. Really, uh, people who have previously purchased properties for five, six, seven years ago, and now they're willing to sell. They have made a decent enough profit for themselves, and now they're willing to sell their properties. Would you believe be below market rate? because they have made sufficient gains on the property. They just want their property to be sold ASAP and move on to the next uh, investment. So can I, can I rudely interrupt and, and go, cut in go as, as Alatin my young friend, very often does to right, me. Right. And so you're on the receiving end now, these rude interruptions. Please. Um, so what, we, what, what we're saying is that, statistically speaking, foreign nationals investing in Istanbul in particular 
um, if, if, if we look at, say, if we look at our own sales in 2021, um, I'd say no less than 60% um, were people purchasing larger scale development projects. Projects with 1,000, 1,500 units in them, 500. 500 units, 600 units, like large scale, generally kind of um, luxury residential style developments, what we call projects. Right. That's usually what foreign nationals buy. And the reason that foreign nationals tend to gravitate toward these larger scale residential developments is one, they're easy to find because they are masters at marketing and they do employ the services of agents and sales offices who push the promotional activities globally out. So I call these larger projects kind of sitting ducks, really. Right. Anyone can reach them. Any agent can find them. They're, they're, they're there. Um, that is not to say they're bad investments, mm -hmm. but all I'm saying is accessibility, very easy. So, but do we have an alternative? If you're a foreign investor coming into Istanbul um, with a view to maximizing your rate of return um, in your real estate investment, are there any opportunities, are there alternatives to these larger scale residential projects which could in fact remunerate you more handsomely than such residential, larger scale residential projects. And we at Property Turkey certainly believe that there are. And Aladdin, uh, my belearned friend here, right. he's uh, he, my young belearned friend here. Right. He, um, younger than me, he would like me to stress. Just a few years. Just a few Just years. Just a few years. He um, suggests that there are three other alternatives that um, investors should be looking at. One, um, urban regeneration areas, right. projects being developed in urban regeneration areas, and such projects could vary in size from rather small, 10, 20 units in one, to larger ones, 200, 200, and multiples of hundreds. Urban regeneration. Two, resale properties. Resale properties. And three, smaller, more boutique projects rather than larger scale all singing, all dancing, residential projects, smaller projects. So now, let us dive into these three categories and try to explain why we feel that they make a lot of investment sense. And in most cases, not necessarily in all cases, but in most cases, in our experience, they will reward the investor a great deal better than the larger scale residential projects that are widely marketed internationally over to you Allah. i think it's um well first of all as a foreigner when you're coming into a completely different market you want to have a risk averse approach and within this risk averse approach certainly you wouldn't want to dive deep within a street of a district that is not really well known to foreigners and go in there and find a building that's under construction with only 30 units with the developer name of Ahmed something something. You don't right? even know the developer, exactly. no one has heard of him. Exactly. In fact, very good point. Though. But if you very see the point. name of, say, Rotana, Hilton, Damak, 
Uh, what Alatin is saying is that these larger projects, which are generally built by larger scale, better known developers, have a, have a much lower perceived risk Correct. than the small boutique developers that are developed and built by developers that, frankly, no one has heard of. Yet, yet we are saying right. that in that category of boutique, smaller developments or 20 units, 30 units, 40 units in one place, there are real gems that will reward investors a great deal higher than those better known larger scale compounds. And the reasons, I think the reasons, this is what I want to get to a lot in the reasons. And in fact, from what you just said, I picked a few reasons already. Like when you walk into these larger scale compounds, they have sales offices. These sales offices are very nicely decorated at sometimes rather high costs. Uh, there's the smell of coffee, the aroma of coffee, and there are, there are there are well there 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 are salespeople and consultants that are more than happy to oblige and answer all your queries to the best of their knowledge. There's a um, there's a demonstration there, and basically there are a lot of things that meet the eye and kind of satisfy the eye and gives you that assurance. Whereas in the boutique projects built by Mr. Ahmed or Mr. Hassan, you'd be lucky to find a consultant that would address any of your questions, never mind the sales office. Yet, yet, does that mean that's a bad investment? Actually, we are saying quite the contrary, quite the contrary. Because these boutique projects that do not really know how to market themselves, because realistically, their, their, their market is the Turkish local market, today, in 2022, are suffering. Why are they suffering? Well, guess what? High interest, high inflation in Turkey, as we all know, after the devaluation of the currency, resulted in a very, very slow domestic market. Right. When the domestic market is slow, these boutique projects are the first to suffer because they haven't got the marketing channels and avenues neither the expertise and knowledge to go out internationally and market their properties to international buyers. So they suffer. Now, you're an overseas buyer. You are a foreign investor. Are you putting the two and two together? His loss is your opportunity to come in and carve yourself a pretty decent deal and, uh, and invest wisely at right. below what I would term market rates. So, yes, boutique projects, especially the ones in prime locations, do carry very, very good investment returns. Of course. In some cases, much higher than what you would expect to get as a return from these all singing, all dancing, large scale, mass developments, compounds, with sales offices and with a lot of marketing tools at their disposals. Right? I would 100% agree. So the boutique projects. Look out for the boutique projects. Now, the difficulty of finding decent boutique developments, buildings that will give you the return as a foreign investor, is that most of the agents that you will contact and you will work with, they wouldn't have such stock. Because finding such stock, as we know from first-hand experience, finding such stock 
that is credible, low or no risk in terms of delivery, and good quality, finding such stock is very, very difficult in Istanbul. Of course. You need a massive team. You need legs on the ground looking, searching, as Aladdin's favorite terminology says, leaving no stone unturned in right. order to find such viable small developments that are indeed worth investing in for good returns. So that means that a great majority of agents will not have such stock. What they will have is the larger compounds, which are very accessible. And as you always find. say, what they will have is what is marketed to them. And, and what they, they will have is what is marketed to them. So, right. boutique developments. Look out for them. If you find good ones, they are very good investments. Very, very Second nice. category you mentioned. Second category is urban regeneration as a uh, whole. My favorite. Yes. My favorite. Would I say a few words and would you like to... Well, I would, I would like to reiterate what I, what, what I always say about um, urban regeneration projects. Invest in the ugly ducklings of today for the swans of tomorrow. So, so, the way to assess the viability of an urban regeneration area and hence developments within that area is to look at what the future of that area holds. But not the future is in 20, 30 years later. In today's world, 20, 30 years is far too many years to wait for, of in course, my opinion. So let's look at what will happen to that area over the next five years. And if you know the city enough, and if you know the way Istanbul moves sideways, forwards, upwards, and the way things change in Istanbul, and how quickly they can change in Istanbul, if you have a good insight to that, then you're at a far better position to evaluate whether, let's say, Kartane is a better urban regeneration area or is Eyüp a better urban regeneration area. There is urban regeneration going on in some parts of Fatih. Is Kartal. that, a, is that a better proposition? There is urban regeneration going on in Kartal. Is that a better proposition? Well, it all depends on, really, how quickly the face of that area will change. And that depends on many, many factors. But the main two factors that determine how quickly the ugly duckling will turn into the beautiful swan, the two main factors are, one, the regeneration rules and regulations applicable in that particular municipality. How quickly you can get in, get in digging and raise a building and how quickly you can cut out the title deeds and start selling. And number two, who the stakeholders are within the urban regeneration. In other words, if you as a builder, as a developer, are trying to regenerate a particular street or part of a street, but in doing so, if you have to negotiate with hundreds and hundreds of incumbent um, stakeholders, in other words, existing um, property owners, then that's a sign that it's going to be a long-drawn process. Because the more people you have to deal with, the more issues you're going to be encountering along the way, which means the longer it will take to regenerate the area. Whereas, there are areas 
where the stakeholders that you're negotiating with to free up the land or to free up and knock down existing buildings to rebuild, the stakeholders are not so many. They are, there are fewer people or fewer organizations, better still, companies mm. like industrial warehouses, etc. Right, I'm going to tell you a story. That, that you're dealing with, like, like we have seen in Beaumont some years back. Right. Now, you do a contract, you agree to get one such company out, and with one contract, one swift a agreement, 20, square meters of land you're square. freeing up 20,000 square meters of land. Whereas in some other parts of Istanbul, to free up 20,000 square meters of land, you need to engage in negotiations that could last five, six years just to negotiate to free up the land. Yeah. So these are the factors that determine how quickly the ugly duckling will become a beautiful swan. I'm going to tell you a story. But before, before, before you rudely interrupt again, Let I'm kidding. Me rudely interrupt you, Cam. <laughs> before you say that. Um, now, it's our job to know which areas are what. It's our job to know which areas are easy to regenerate and which areas are not so easy to regenerate. Hence, we are here uh, at, a, at a viable position to be able to advise you, look, this is, a, this is a strong regeneration zone. If you get in here at this point in time, you're likely to see significant gains over the next five years, but this particular regeneration zone will take a lot longer than that. Yeah. So we can give that advice to you. So urban regeneration zones where you can access price points well below neighboring districts, they are definitely provided there'll be a swift change. They are definitely very, very good investments. 100%. Right? Anything to add uh, to that? 100% agree. Well, let me tell you a story that happened. Go on. You know this new project that we took on board, La Mer Dragos, yes. in Cartel? It's in, an, it's in an urban regeneration area, yet it's not a residential urban regeneration area. It's a commercial area, historically commercial area, that is becoming now a residential area, and all the factories are moving out. There's a small creek there. Okay, along the creek there are factories, old, ugly-looking factories. And um, with one of my clients, we went to La Mer Dragos and we were looking at the project model. And I said, he said, Alan, okay, that there are. He, he wanted to buy a studio apartment, and multiple, in fact. He said, Alan, okay, that there are so many studio apartments here, over two hundred, and the. They look all different angles. Shall I buy with the CV? Shall I buy? Which one shall I buy? I said, I want you to buy the first floor, looking at that ugly uh, factory right across that will have right now no view. The worst view you can the possibly think of. The worst view you can possibly think However, of. However, you're buying it at the lowest possible price. Lowest possible price. I know exactly why you said that. Exactly. Because you know for a fact that, you know, three years from today that ugly building isn't going to be there. Of course. And there's going to be some, probably some nice landscape, residential right. home or maybe a park or, but, but, but definitely, definitely a much, much better view. Right. Which means that three years time, yeah. the premium he will experience on that property, which he bought at a very decent price is going to be quite significant. And actually, in fact, what Aladdin just explained hits 
the nail on the head as far as urban regeneration and the investment potential of urban regeneration areas are concerned. Thank you. That's exactly it is why what it is. It's the opportunity. It is what it so, is. So, you know, do not be discouraged by the ugly ducklings of today. Yeah. In fact, go looking for them. Go looking for them. Because they're the areas that, that, that in a dynamic city as Istanbul is going to deliver you some of the highest real estate returns you can possibly imagine. Right. Which is hardest type of um, stock for a real estate agency to reach out to and bring it on board. Well, it's, it's not easy. It, it is hard. And also it's very hard to sell. Because no matter what you do, when you take the client <laughs> there, he is looking at an yeah. ugly building in front of you. Yeah. And, and and when he looks around and looks at the neighborhood... Ugly, 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 ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Yeah. And, but and hopefully... Like, what am I doing? But hopefully <laughs> with plenty of signs on those ugly buildings yeah. with dates as to when they're going to be regenerated. Now, guys, that is the sign you're looking for. Right. That is the sign you're looking for. Okay, so urban regeneration... One of my favorite, favorite investment segments in Istanbul. Do not be scared of it. That's what I was trying Go to tell it. you. That's what I... How did I rudely interrupt you again? You rudely interrupted <laughs> me again. I like it. So we talked about boutique developments, urban regeneration. Resale properties. Certainly, resale properties are properties that were purchased by individuals uh, seven, eight years ago, and these individuals have already um, got good capital appreciation, and now they're willing to give that give their properties away for an amount of capital appreciation that's going to satisfy them, and often cases that could even be below the market value of the property. And this is where actually the biggest opportunities when it comes to resale. That's one of the hardest segments as far as agents like us are concerned to find viable properties. I agree. Real estate I segment. agree. Because you're not dealing with a developer. Because a developer launches a project, 500 units, um, and you know that you know that project will be selling for the next 12 months. Right. So no problem there. You know the project. You can talk about it. You know the pros and cons of it. You know the sales talk, whatever. So you take your clients there. You recommend your clients there. But a real estate is one there, one there, one there, <laughs> right. one there. And the thing is, it, 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 it's there one day, gone the day after, particularly if it's a good price point. Yeah. So it's very, very difficult. And if the owner is a nutcase... The guy says, I'm selling my property for 3 million Turkish dollars today. Then you go there with the clients. Oh, it's 3.5 now. Exactly. What do you do? He wakes up. What do you do? Like he says, you know, you give a guy a call. He says, yeah, 3 million Turkish lira. You say, all right, good deal, good price. You go there the day after and then, you know, all, all well. And then the guy turns around and says 3.5 million Turkish lira. Then you say to him, well, only last night you said it was yeah, three yeah, million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, "Yeah, I changed my mind." Yeah, I called my cousin and my I called cousin my cousin said. and he just sold a similar property for <laughs> three point five. So I decided to sell yeah, it for yeah. three point five. These are the things that we see when we experience every day. Right. Okay, and sometimes, sometimes um, we are on the kind of sour end of it, let's say, when we're confronted with situations like that, and we find it difficult to explain to a client why it happened. Okay, but. It happens, okay? Yet, what we're trying to say here is, in the resale market, particularly when a property was purchased over six, 
five, six years ago, say a property that was built 10 years ago and, and was sold 10 years ago. Um, and today the guy who bought it 10 years ago is selling it. Now there could be some real amazing opportunities there for foreign investors. Why? Well, one, because in the last three years, Istanbul market has seen a very, very sharp price increase. Land prices went up. Um, there's less land available as we covered in previous episodes. So prices, the end prices to market have gone up significantly. But if the guy has purchased the property 10 years ago, those were the days when Istanbul real estate market was very affordable. Right. Very, very affordable. So he can still put on 10, 20%, maybe 30% and still come way under the market rates, particularly if the guy needs to sell. Yeah. With the resale market to catch a good opportunity, you're looking for people who need to sell, not want to sell, but need to sell so that you're providing him an exit strategy. It's a win-win. Don't see it as, oh, you're capitalizing on somebody's misfortune. You might be, but it's a win-win because the guy needs to sell. If it's not you, Maybe he, wants he to will sell, sell to somebody he else. He wants okay? to sell it fast to get another investment. You never know. It could be many reasons, yeah. but if he needs to sell, go for it. If it's the right location, the right type of property, the chances are it's a very lean price. Go for it. Okay? Now, we're not sitting here and saying that you know the resale market is full of amazing opportunities no Absolutely no no far not. from that far from that there are a lot of greedy sellers yeah. who are trying uh, to grab an arm and a grab a leg there you know but but by luring people in with the promises of you know good discounts and at the end of the day you end up paying even more than a brand yeah, new yeah. property now they are the bad potatoes to be honest with you you know this is straight talk let me say this yeah Sometimes, and I think I would say like 70% of the time, 80% of the time, it's much better and much easier to deal with a developer. I agree and with especially you. Especially if I you're a company you. at the size of Property Turkey, I could easily go to that developer and say, hey, look, I have 1,000 clients per yeah. year yeah. and I sell 5,000 properties per year and this is your market price, this is my price, give this discount to my clients yeah. and we can get it but on an individual level it's difficult to do that it's it's very it, difficult because to do for, for, for the seller for most sellers in the resale market it's a yeah. one-off sale yeah so you don't have a clout with them so really it's a nose that you need you need a good nose to know who needs to sell in a good real estate area and even then you got the right price you got the right property the story isn't over the guy under declares. Yep. You pay $200,000 as a foreign buyer and you're thinking that, hey, I just paid $200,000 on this lovely resale apartment. Let me buy another small apartment for $100,000. I'm up to $300,000. I'll get my Turkish citizenship. Well, you the got dream. a surprise. Yeah. The $200,000 that you paid, the guy will only declare $80,000 on the title deed. And no matter what you do, you can't get him to declare more. He will only declare 80000 because it goes by declaration. What do you do? Well, you, there isn't much you can do. But these types of scenarios and difficulties are what we face in the real estate, uh, in, in the resale market. And there is yet another reason that that majority of the agents operating in the foreign market, they shy away from resale because it's a lot of work, but generally with no results. 
Right. Um, we don't shy away from it. In fact, for us, it's a priority to enlarge our resale portfolio okay. because we truly believe that there are some amazing opportunities to be had there for our foreign clients. Yet, there are a lot of difficulties. And under declaration is only one of them. But there are some good news here that I'd like to announce. I'm not going to go into detail. It's a little premature. But we, as Property Turkey, are now coming up with a vehicle, let's say, let's use that word, um, to overcome the under-declaration. So pretty soon, hopefully, we'll be in a position to offer you properties that are under-declared in the resale market, where you are going to be able to show the full price for your citizenship application. I'm not going to go into detail how we're going to do this. We've been working on it for the past one year, and we are about to crack this. Now, we will announce it when we cracked it. Okay? Property so, Turkey, innovators in the space. Well, I think, I think one has to be. So, boutique projects, urban regenerations, and resale properties. Three segments of the residential and commercial um, real estate market, particularly in Istanbul, where you can grab some really good opportunities for investment. That said, is there a fourth category? No, I don't, That's I, I don't it, want man. to talk it's about a fourth category. I think these three are really, as far as particularly in residential, they are three of the categories where some true gems exist, are, exist still. Okay. Okay. Thank so, you. That's it. You want to do the closing? Oh, yes. So, um, I can't remember how you close. Just oh yes, yes. Any should you have any questions or any queries, uh, you can see the WhatsApp number somewhere yeah. there or there, yeah. or there, or yeah. there, there. I don't yeah. know. There, somewhere there. And um, he usually points to where it is. And please write in uh, with all your queries and questions. Uh, we'll be more than happy comments. to comments. Comments, comments. Yes, your comments, please. We'll be more than happy to address them. In fact, that citizenship episode. The, that you aired yesterday. Yeah, it's flying. Last night, I realized that there were some unanswered questions there. Can you please get in there and answer those questions? Which ones? The FAQs? Yeah, you know the questions people in ask the comments? at the bottom of the comments section. We don't employ 35 people at the marketing department. Yeah, but we have Aladdin. It, it, it takes time. <laughs> it takes time. It takes time to answer those questions. Of course, but but I really really appreciate my audience. I mean, I, I, guys, I, I love. Oh it. no, they they really engage, and I love it. Yes. Okay. All right, mate. That's it. Take good care. Take good care. Bye bye. Bye.